0: When we talk about what digital customer service looks like in the 21st century, it's just as much a question of what digital customer service should look like. And to that end, we have the guy who wrote the book, literally wrote a book about the topic. Today on Bankadelic, we have Rick DeLisi of GLIA to talk about what his learnings have been and how those learnings can be applied in the world of financial services. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate and investigate actionable insights, unscripted banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bankadelic. Can you believe it? We've been on the air since March 2020 and still Rolling along, and in large part, that's because of guests like the one we have today. And wow, what a treat! Rick DeLisi of Glia. Rick is Glia's lead analyst, and Glia is a leading provider of digital customer service. Together with Glia CEO Dan McKayley, Rick has recently written a book, Digital Customer Service Transforming Customer Experience for an on-screen world. The book's goal is to help organizations, including banks and credit unions, reimagine how they support customers in a digital landscape. The book is Rick's second, following a co-author credit for the book, The Effortless Experience. Rick, welcome to Bankadelic.
1: Hey, thanks. So glad to be here.
0: I... Love the idea of this book. You and I were talking off mic a bit about why customer experience is more than just a definition that financial services personnel apply in the abstract. We are all customers. I would love for you to share your viewpoints on that and how they inform the new book.
1: So virtually every company talks about customer experience. And of course, it's critical. But customer experience isn't really an end goal. It's a means to an end. And the end is customer loyalty. Every organization lives or dies based on whether or not the customers they have will continue to be loyal to them for months and years to come. So ultimately, everything that we're describing in our book, Digital Customer Service, is all about the kinds of experiences that lead to greater long-term loyalty for financial services institutions and other companies as well. Now, this seems
0: like an almost obvious question, but judging by the answers we hear in the industry, it's one we really have to ask. Why is digital customer service
1: so critical for banks and credit unions to embrace? Well, one of the things that we've been discovering, and this follows through from the trail of what I learned throughout the creation of the Effortless Experience book, is that the moments where loyalty is at greatest risk are moments where a customer needs help, where they have to reach back out to the company and say, I need help. In today's world, that kind of help journey almost always starts on the organization's website or mobile app. Virtually all of us now instinctively reach for our own screen, whether that's a smartphone, a tablet, a laptop. We go to our screen first anytime we need help. But what happens from that point forward, not only in terms of what customers have to do, but more importantly, how the whole experience feels, will very likely dictate that customer's future loyalty. So companies have to get both of those things right, the do and the feel. And in today's digital first world, both of those things are different than they used to be. And so as customers have continued to evolve in their own behaviors and expectations, Organizations have to continue to evolve as well. And the point of this book is to provide the definitive blueprint or playbook for how organizations can evolve as quickly as their customers already have. Boy, if there's anyone who
0: is privy to and qualified for creating that blueprint, it would be you. Maybe you can give us a sneak peek. I know it's an entire book, but
1: to share with us what is critical to the foundation of that blueprint. So everything about a customer experience should be designed not just to evoke a reaction from a customer to say, wow, this organization that I'm doing business with is great. There's nothing wrong with a customer saying, you guys are great and you provide excellent service. That's a baseline. But the opportunity within every service interaction is for the customer to reflect afterward about how smart they are for having chosen to do business with you. So customer experience is in many ways less a reflection of the company and much more a reflection on that own person's decision to do business with you in the first place and to want to continue to do business with you. But again, as our behaviors in the digital first world continue to evolve, companies have to evolve their overall approach to service to create that kind of five-star experience, On the cover of our book, you'll see that the imagery is all about five stars, but depicted as a mosaic of a million tiny screens. And in essence, that's the message of the book. To create a five-star experience in today's world, that experience has to take place on the customer's own screen and create the kind of reaction that would have a person saying, that was a five-star experience. And I'm so smart for having chosen to do business with you.
0: Absolutely. And it makes me think about how not being able to make that transition from digital to physical effortlessly creates friction. And the second thing is that sometimes we don't want to talk to a person
1: until we know we need to, and then we want to talk to a person. And imagine what it's like if that person you were talking to already knew who you are, already had a strong hypothesis about what your issue is or how they could help you, and was able to join you, the customer, in the middle of your own interaction. That's why we say it's a completely different experience. So for the customer, from their perspective, you're on your screen, again, whether that's your mobile phone, tablet, laptop, desktop, people still use a desktop. If you're in the middle of an interaction and you need help, All you have to do in the DCS model is press a button right on your screen, and an agent joins you on your screen, either through audio or video, and already knows who you are and can say, hey, Lewis, it looks like you're trying to open a new account. I can absolutely help you with that. Or it looks like you're trying to transfer funds. That's easy to do. Let me show you how to do that. Not even just to do it for the customer, but through screen sharing and what we call co-browsing, allow both the agent and the customer to be looking at the customer screen and to show the customer how they can complete the transaction themselves. That's an empowering experience. And when we talk about that
0: incredibly exciting potential, we come to the role of the bank service representative. With DCS, there is that potential for the bank service representative's job to be transformed How do you see that happening? How can they enhance customer experience?
1: One of the best quotes in the book is from a guy who's been around financial services customer experience for many years. And his quote is, the number of rock star moments that are available to frontline agents increases exponentially in DCS. You know, when you're a frontline agent dealing with people who have problems and issues, some of them who have complaints, some of them who are negatively emotionally charged, it can be a very draining job. And you know that the protocol in a phone call customer service interaction is to always start by asking the customer a million authentication questions And getting a bunch of background information before that agent is even able to begin helping the customer. Well, in the DCS model, all those steps get bypassed. Because as a customer, if you're already logged into the company's system, if you've already been authenticated online, the agent can begin immediately with helping that customer. So all of those early steps, first of all, the steps that the customer goes through before they even talk to the agent, like finding the phone number, going through the IVR and all those other things, that's all eliminated. Having to identify who I am and authenticate myself, that's eliminated. Having to explain my problem and try to get some help, most of that ends up getting eliminated. And so for the agent, they can truly join the customer where they are, not only in whatever channel the customer chose to contact the company, but also to join them in the middle of the interaction that that customer has already begun. And so the feedback from customers who've experienced this kind of DCS interaction is that it really is a game changer. It feels very different. It feels very much more like a VIP experience. And I was just
0: going to say that this sounds like rolling out the red carpet. It sounds like a partnership instead of a passive model where the customer is at the mercy of the representative who's going to poke around and try to figure out who this person is and what they want. And wait a second, is this really a person? I think they're just a customer ID number. Very, very different way of thinking about things.
1: Yeah, that's a perfect word to describe a partnership or We keep coming back to the idea of collaboration. You know, what's the role of being a frontline agent? Well, I think if you asked most people who've worked in that job, whether it's for financial services companies or others, they would say, well, my job is to represent the company and serve the customer. That's my job. It's customer service. But what we've been discovering is that in this DCS model, the role becomes very much more like representing the customer. Being on their side, being an advocate for that customer, being able to help the customer to become more digitally self-sufficient, less like a service provider, and in many cases, more like a teacher, more like someone who is going to show you how you can do things on your own, or at least to guide you through a process that leads you to the outcome that you were looking for. Now, I'm sure you've definitely
0: thought about the flip side of this. And you know it, I know it. Institutions are often reluctant to change for whatever reasons. But especially, there is this logic of, well, we've always done things this way. It is going to take so much time and money and effort and pain to change. And yet, DCS, with all of the leaps that it promises, kind of Foreshadows the idea that contact centers need to change. They need to involve, you use the phrase engagement center. Open up how this evolution can take place and what an engagement center looks like as opposed to a contact center.
1: Yeah, engagement center or even the term collaboration center is one that we're starting to use more. And the idea is when a customer makes contact with your company, whoever that person is on the company side, that representative or that agent for the company ought to be there as an advocate of that customer. I'm here because there's something that you need help with. And I'm here to make sure that you feel very comfortable that whatever it is you need is going to be taken care of, which of course is so much more reassuring when the customer and agent are co-browsing and looking at the customer screen, both in real time. Again, a very different experience. But also to be an advocate and a teacher. Here's how you can do this thing going forward. Let's work together to solve your issue, but ideally in a way that makes you feel very confident that your issue has been resolved. But even more importantly, that the next time this thing comes up, you're very able to take care of this on your own, which of course, Most customers would love anytime you can do anything on your own without the need to interact with someone, any fully complete self-service experience is always going to be a low effort experience. But allowing people, customers, to feel more digitally self-sufficient, to feel like the representative they talked to was on their side and an advocate, those are the kinds of things that enable a customer to reaffirm the wisdom of doing business with your company. And so to your point, companies that are thinking, let alone saying out loud, we're reluctant to change, or we've always done things in the same way, that's fine. And all of that has generally worked well up until now. But the point is, your customers have already evolved. And if your company hasn't, then you're out of step, you're out of touch. That's not a good position to be in, in today's world. You know, we all live on our screens. Obviously, you wouldn't even be listening to this podcast if it wasn't through some kind of smart device. But seriously, think about it just in your own life. How frequently are you ever more than three feet away from some screen? You know, most of us sleep with our phones near the bed. Most of us are on our screens all day, every day. I mean, all you have to do is go to, let's say, an airport and look at what people are doing standing in the TSA line. You know, are not 80, 90% of people on their screen at all times every day, no matter where they are. So if your organization is doing service in a way that isn't on the customer screen, you're now a step behind in the evolutionary development of customer behavior And that's not the place you want to be if you're hoping to keep customers loyal for years to come.
0: And honest to God, Rick, I got to tell you, I am about two feet away from three screens right now. (laughs) I have my laptop, which helps me negotiate the recording on your end. I've got my studio computer and I've got my smartphone. You know, heaven forbid one of my kids texts me in the middle of the podcast, but that's why I have it on
1: silent. (laughs) One of the things we say is most of us, are looking at a screen in every room of our house. And when I say every room, I think we all know what we mean by every room in the house. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Including the ones that go flush. (laughs) (laughs) When people say, oh, yeah, I dropped my phone in water. I think we generally know what water most people are referring to. You know, we're tethered to our screens all day, every day. And so for organizations that began their service model with a phone-centric idea in mind, that worked perfectly until now. And now that model is archaic. It's a different world. And
0: I think for that world, we have DCS, which to my mind stands for discovering customer superlatives.
1: Wow. Wow. Let's redo the cover of our book because that one we hadn't come up with, but that's real good. Yeah. And real good. I mean, this is really
0: great. And Rick, I want to thank you for taking time on the podcast. And I'm going to highly, highly recommend this book for everybody, Digital Customer Service, Transforming Customer Experience for an On-Screen World. Rick, thank you for being on Bankadelic
1: today. Thank you. It was real fun. Best wishes to you. And for anyone who has a chance to read our book, we hope you get something out of it.
0: Rick DeLisi is the lead analyst for Glia, a leading provider of digital customer service. You can look for Rick on LinkedIn. You're listening to Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic, The Colorful Side of Finance. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at NMD Plus, based in London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas. If you like what you've heard here, be sure to check out NMD Plus's financial technology podcast, Dave and Darm Demystify, with hosts Dave Wallace and Darmesh Mystery. Bankadelic. Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? BankerHire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. BankerHire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, actionable decisions. For more information, visit BankerHire.com. Quantic is the adaptive digital bank that offers entrepreneurs, immigrants, millennials, low income families, seniors, and others innovative banking products and services which embrace the diversity of circumstances that exist in the lives of customers while elevating their financial strength. For more information, visit QuanticBank.com. That's Q U O N ticbank.com. Well, it was a fabulous conversation today with Rick DeLisi about digital customer service and no, who the hell are you? It's not important, but I'm going to teach you how to read.
2: It's dig it all customer service. I'm afraid there's no. No, let me explain it to you. When you get on the phone and you talk to that customer service rep. They got a really sweet voice and they help you out with your problems you know they sound kind of sexy
0: i dig it all no that is not at all what our guest talked about today on bankadelic it was i don't care what the guest talked about
2: i want to know if you know what i'm talking about and i'm
0: talking about the
2: kind of customer service we will
0: <laughs> I dig it all. <laughs> I'm afraid this is like one of the most absurd things I have ever heard. Dig it all, customer service? That's right.
2: I think you're out of step with the times.
0: No, let's take a look. We're going to do a little spelling lesson right now. Digital. It is digital. D-I-G-I-T-A-L. <laughs> D I G
2: I T A L. That's right, see? DJ- Why did you? Why then leave the other L off? I don't dig that at all.
0: <laughs>
2: You're right. I know a certain sweet little customer service rep I could introduce you to. And now, if you can dig it at all, Bankadelic presents. Three Bullseyes.
1: Number one. We go to our screen first anytime we need help. But what happens from that point forward, not only in terms of what customers have to do, but more importantly, how the whole experience feels, will very likely dictate that customer's future loyalty. Number two. As our behaviors in the digital first world continue to evolve, companies have to evolve their overall approach to service to create that kind of five-star experience. Number three. Any fully complete self-service experience is always gonna be a low effort experience, but allowing people To feel more digitally self-sufficient, to feel like the representative they talked to was on their side and an advocate. Those are the kinds of things that enable a customer to reaffirm the wisdom of doing business with your company.
0: And now, lose Views. Today on the podcast, Rick DeLisi spoke convincingly about the need to update and soup up digital customer service in 2021 change, as mentioned on the podcast, is a tough thing to do. And here, banks and financial services organizations, credit unions need to be given a chance to adapt. The world has changed so incredibly fast, no more so than 2020, the year of COVID-19, forcing us to get to a level of digital adoption unlike anything in recorded history. But now, as we've surfaced, sort of from COVID, the question becomes, what will we do now? As Rick mentioned, customers have moved on to an extent and they now expect experiences that are going to excel and surpass what has been given to them previously. The word here is partnership. Another word, collaboration. They wouldn't be contacting our call centers if they didn't need help. I've mentioned this before. At the end of the day, we are all customers too. Don't we get frustrated by cheesy hold music? Don't we get aggravated when we're online and an application process has to be interrupted because we've hit a snag? Don't we get annoyed when the person on the other end of the line doesn't know anything about us and, as I mentioned in the podcast, treats us more like a number than a flesh and blood person who has needs? Writing a book about the subject, Rick has gotten to the core of what matters, why we need to seize the moment, and how we can change. In the meantime, give it a lot of thought. Set targets. Create a punch list. Customer experience was probably one of the most overused buzz phrases in 2019 and 2020 and so far in 2021. We need to turn words into actions. And the blueprint is there. It's time to move ahead. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Jenny Elman. Thanks again to the William Mills Agency for their generous sponsorship. Thanks to Banker BankerHire. Thanks also to Quantic. I'm Lou Carlozo. You can catch me on LinkedIn and at the Civil War reenactment as Abraham Lincoln. Until next time, so
1: long. Bankadelic is a production of NMD+, London, Chicago and Austin, Texas.